I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2019. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Lisa Bolakaja, can't even speak her name. Lisa Bolakaja is out today. Are you avoiding me, Lisa? Seriously, every time I come up in here, there's the street notice is in the streets. She needs to be up in here. It's a mystery for sure. It is. It's such a fantasy. Lunella ain't here either. I'm not having it. Too many dudes up in here. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) we we got my man Tracy Grant in the house sitting in with us. Writer. Nice to be with you. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Off the bench, <laughs> bench. But I get I'll the six man, the six man, the six man is here. The six man award, hell yeah! Put the ball in play. <laughs> <laughs> get the yards after the catch. <laughs> <laughs> I will score the clutch points. <laughs> My dude, funny. nice, nice to be with y'all. Shout to Linnell and Lisa. You know, girl. Let me just. I mean, an email. A tweet, a text, or something. Damn. I don't think I've even seen you since Barack was president. Oh my Damn. God. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. This is the episode. My wedding. We're some shit, right? Holler at your man, you know, something. We're this supposed the, to be This is the respect wedding. episode, but after this episode, we start to clown you. Damn. Okay, you need to show up. Yeah, okay, uh, you're going to get clowned after this. You need to show up, Lisa. Let's look. You are missed. That's just That's what hilarious. it is. Okay. <laughs> then we got my man Chris Derrick in the house. Writer, producer, director himself. You just did your uh, your big reading last week. For, I know it's awesome. What? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. How'd it go, man? Nice. Tell us. So um, I had so I had the reading for the Orson Welles project last week. Awesome. Um, it was fucking amazing. There's the the guys um, Sean Sharma at the uh, SAG After Conservative put together this uh, group of writer. I mean actors. Absolutely amazing. It was because it ranged. It was it was all ranges because it was an international cast. Right. He, got, he got these international actors to come in. Who it was just it was really amazing. I hadn't. Uh, it's something I recommend for you know for all writers to get their stuff table read to have actors come and read it. And you know it's like I've had um, all the films I've shot, short films, table reads, stuff like that. Do I've done it for other features just to get ideas of it. I hadn't had this type of experience mm-hmm. where I felt so. Emboldened by the the actors, the mm. actors brought their A game because they loved the material. Good, good. They just were telling me the whole time I walked up there, we love this, we love this, this is so good. Like get this made. It's you know, I had two produced, I had two 
uh, producers who have who have access to money there, and and they were very excited talking twenty million to make this movie. I want access so, to money. Um, it's just it's just you know it was just amazing. It was amazing to hear people do those words, and I was really excited. I mean, there was a scene that I had to rewrite. Like I kept rewriting it and rewriting, it and I was rewriting it. Um, is this leading up to it or after? Well, you know, I was. Uh, uh, the last two months, I was doing a polish for the reading. Right. I just was polished. I just wanted to make a few. Se- I, it was a little part I wanted to add to it, just mm-hmm. a little part. And when this woman read this one line, this one like she, there's a scene in the movie near the end where this the German or the Viennese um, ass, like assistant, his personal secretary, like reads in the riot act about you know like she's quit him for like a year and a half and he's finally got all this money together and she's and he's like can, can you can you can you come back and she gets in this you got to tell me why speech hmm. you know like i she's like i've been to your i've been inside your insane asylum for two and a half years why do i want to recommit myself is like basically what the thing is hmm. and i brought a tear to my eye because right. this woman gave it such vitality hmm. that like i didn't even expect when i wrote it and i spent hmm. like a long time trying to get that scene to sound right in my head mm-hmm. i was like oh this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna. and just like what she brought to it was just beyond what i even thought about and i was like this is my actors are so great because they take the material and just bring it up like to, that, like, to bring up another notch i just want to say that's why it's so important to do a reading is there are things in there you discover that you don't know. You remember when you read something and when you read something, it's different. So yeah, you interpret a different movie things in your head. Yeah. And so one of the things I've figured out over time whenever I do a reading, and you guys have both been at different readings I've had, and you've been in one of the readings that I've had. That was fun. There are things that I think are kind of like a chuckle are actually funny. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's just a chuckle. I did not. You know? Yeah, that's the thing that like I told them afterwards. I said, you know what? I don't consider myself a comedy writer. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself someone who actually makes people laugh that much. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if any of the jokes would play. And they were laughing so much at a lot of these little like quips and things that's and good. everything. And I was like, But you know, you're giving, them, you're giving them their mm-hmm. job is to, part of their job is to find those hooks. Yes. And to like climb the mountain with those hooks. Yes. Right. So of course, if, it's there, if they do their job right and you did your job right to begin with, both of you should come out of that. Both right. the actors and the writers should come out of like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. That, that's exactly how it was. When it was mm-hmm. over, the people were like so like, oh my God. This is like the, 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 the conversation with everyone afterwards was just amazing. And the thing that, and another thing that kind of I was concerned about is that because I'm writing a movie about a <clears throat> historical figure who was prominent uh, about 80 years ago, Who's not a musician? I feel that the, right. that, that, that the musician biopics have a different mm-hmm. kind of ability to, to last longer. The, because, the music brings well, the music brings you Orson Welles in specific, I think you have no problem. So, so, right. But the concern I had was that, was that a concern was always kind of nagging me is uh, people who are in their 20s, do mm-hmm. they know or do they care enough? Are they interested enough? And there was a couple actresses who came in to play some of the younger roles in the piece that were like, I. Uh, because the actors had to read it ahead of time. It wasn't a cold read. They were like, I was so interested in this that I had to do research on him just to know more okay, about what they this love was. That. You know what, they though? should. Like, That's their job. A, well, let, let's finish the introduction. I'm sorry. No, I'll we're just all, all set running. up. Go ahead. We're going. We're right. going. We're moving. Um, I'm Jeff Thorne. I didn't get introduced. Oh, you ain't nobody. <laughs> they make me come in here when they got to fill a chair. Uh, I write stuff. I produce stuff. Whatever. Um, but... 
one of the things I've noticed generally, and people want to blame millennials, but it is millennials. It's just like self-centered laziness. People don't know the history of film in our business. People, right. writers don't know the history of it. Actors don't know the history of it. And I don't mean like going to history class. I mean like you should take your job seriously enough <laughs> to know why things work the way they do, right. who did what, why is that name significant? You don't have to like watch, take an eight-hour documentary every you know <laughs> every week. But you should be conversant. You should know the difference between Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. and Antonioni. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Yes. You don't have to have a long dissertation mm-hmm. about it, but you should know right. these are significant things, and it will help you ultimately. If someone says, "I'm doing a film about Person X," or mm-hmm. "I'm doing a film in the style of of this particular group of people," so if it looks weird to you, understand. I know that I'm doing it on purpose so that it matches up with this. And it was successful. (laughs) You know, it will ultimately serve you to be less in your own mirror is what I say. Mm. Right. You know what? I'll never forget the story. I have two stories. Never forget the story. I remember we were pitching a um, kind of like a heist movie to Jennifer Love Hewitt's company. Okay. And, you know, what I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to use, an homage to that. Who are those guys? <laughs> right. From, oh my God. From Butch Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's getting chased, and I was like, and and we never Pinkertons. Yeah. And and the people are never getting close enough, so we see who they are on the screen. How are those and guys? Was, yeah. I was pitching that in the thing, pitching the thing, and I noticed the th- the second time I said it. There was a look in the executive's face like, what are you talking about? We haven't met these people, <laughs> you know? And then the th- pitch went through, and, th- and they were like, at the end of it, they were like, this is really, really good, but we never met the people who were chasing her. <laughs> and I was like, you ever seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? <laughs> That's part of your basic education, man. And they were like, what's that? I said, have you heard of the Sundance Film Festival? <laughs> of course. Where do you think it comes from? from? Where do you get the name from? Where do you get the name from? Well, it's sad, but it's also ultimately it's why the business hurts itself, right? right. If, you, if you don't, you got to respect the game. You got to respect the game. Sure. Every NFL <laughs> player knows the history of the NFL. I guarantee they all know who the hell Vince Lombardi is. They all fucking know. Down to the guy, the lowest bencher who never gets to play, knows <laughs> everything about the NFL. You learn the hard way. I once had a meeting. Forget with who to ask me who my favorite, what my favorite film was before I could answer. He said before 1990. Hmm. So it was before 1970. Boom. Before 1960. Yep. And. If I hadn't had some basic reference, you know, I can I'm at least aware of a Casablanca, right. etc. I would have looked crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, some of these movies, I know they're black and white or they're made in a time you didn't you don't really care about or whatever. You'll be surprised. Some of them are freaking hold the well, hell they're, up. They're, they're just, well, I think you I know. think most of them hold up. I think you know it was an interesting conversation that never came up during the the Oscar the recent Oscar run. Yes. Two films up for Best Picture that were black and white. I know. No one even talked about that. Well, they were busy arguing about other shit. And I was like, this <laughs> is bullshit. Like, Jeff is cringing. Like, this is actually an unprecedented, <laughs> this, is a, this is an unprecedented <laughs> moment. It, I, it's probably been like, I, I don't know, 55 years since, since, since. A black and white a, film? A black and white film. No. No, 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 no. Was, two, but, no, two, but oh, two, two were one. up. Two were up. Fifty-five years, probably. Two, you're you're qualifying by saying two at once. Two at once. Okay. Two yeah. at once. Two at once. Yeah, I mean, people lean away from it. It yeah. makes sense. But everybody's yelling. Uh, people are yelling at uh, what's his name, um, um, Soderbergh, 
uh, for shooting a high flying bird on his cell phone. Like, how dare you? It's not pure, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm using the equipment that I'm using, man. This is the equipment that's available. Can you tell if you didn't know that I did that? What's your problem? I'm getting shots I couldn't get with a bulky-ass camera. I'm getting in places I couldn't bring a giant-ass camera into and a giant crew and all that. Also, hate to break it to you, but the quality of filming on these uh, iPhone 7s and whatever the Android version of it is, they're talking 8Ks now, right? Yeah. So, like... Uh, why are you yelling at this poor man? Let him make his movies. If you don't like him, don't go see him. It's pretty simple, yeah. right? And this whole thing about, um, I just wrote a thing on you. I saw you, uh, you, you liked it. This whole thing about um, Netflix releasing movies and they're trying to limit the ability of Netflix to release movies both as Emmy contenders and as Oscar contenders and they have to be in theaters only in this way and all that stuff. That's just people trying to protect their territory. And I'm like, that's not, in theory, that's not what these things are about, right? I mean, I don't really believe in award shows because it's not like a sports competition, right? It's a bunch of people voting on what they like that year, which by definition is subjective. And who's in the academy? Everybody's always talking about the academy. I'm like, but who are they actually? Most of them are in our age, even now, as old as I'm getting. I'm still not old enough <laughs> as a normal academy member. I'm not white. You know, you know why this stuff? I know it's shocking, shocking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, who are they actually? Then, then you can sort of judge what they're going to like, and then you can't really blame them for being who they are, right? And also, who are they to say what's excellent, right? Steven Spielberg himself spent twenty years, almost twenty-five years, making like amazing motion pictures, right? But some of them were too genre. Or they were just off to the left of whatever, well, yeah, well, and he got no Oscar consideration. Well, no, no, he got consideration. He just didn't win. He just didn't win. Even up until the point where he's getting, when he first got in his Oscar consideration, even that, it was E.T. Like, was up against, you know, right. Gandhi and Lost. And I believe, I mean, I mean, like, like he, like he had contenders for when he chose to do the, the dramatic films. But prior like every time, prior to you know, the first break in. He was already a big deal yeah. making these yeah. great movies, yeah. but they were basically genre movies, mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to give him the time of day. Right. Meanwhile, the whole rest of the world's like, make more movies, make more <laughs> movies. So do I care I don't have that gold statue, or do I just go keep making movies? Well, so, okay, so to, to me, to me I, I think there's, a, there's, there's, two, two, there's, two, there's two thoughts here on this. I think that one is that... You know, like, yes, you're going to go make the movies and you should make the movies. And I feel that Spielberg, you know, like after he lost for E.T., he didn't make some great movies after that. He, he made some extraordinary movies after that. I think that there's a time where people of his stature and things like that, because this is the thing that I think is crazy about the Academy is that people want to people want to feel that they are part of that. They want to be in a cool kids club. That, that cool kids club. But the thing is, is that, you know, like for, for so, so, so Spielberg makes Jaws and Close Encounters, he's still in his 20s. Right. He's not, you know he's still trying to be a rebel in his own right, but when he goes around and he makes Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan, he's now in his late forties, and his peers are all in that group anyway, and he's in the group anyway. Right. So so he's so he's kind of like, do my peers respect me? <laughs> but it's weird because he and he and Coppola and Lucas and a couple of the other guys at that time, 
they reset the bar. They totally they did. They came like, well, we're doing it like this. Too bad. Right? And everybody, <laughs> people, don't, because you're young and you don't pay attention to your industry, uh, <laughs> they don't realize the backlash that the, all of them face. They all, or, well, 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 it completely. And, you know, it's like I read someone saying the other day that, I mean, I'm sure it was at, at the time too, but it's it's more and more considered now is that The Godfather is an art house movie. Right. It would never get made today if it never came out and it wasn't that type of. Uh, the impact of that movie hadn't happened. It still wouldn't get made today because it's an art house film. Right. It's episodic as hell, but it works as being episodic as mm-hmm. hell. That's why you love it. I mean, to me... And look at... Uh, I'm watching kids, and I'm saying kids because they're in their 20s or something. Yes, I consider you children. I would not <laughs> date any of you. Okay? You're all babies. Um, but they're discovering yeah, discovering Dracula. Right? <laughs> Coppola's oh, Dracula, Coppola's Dracula. Yeah. right? When it came out, people are like, "What is this craziness?" But now it just fits. Right. Like people just go, well, "Wow, see, this is a cool movie." I'm like, "You don't understand how insanely provocative that was, and and also how complicated the time he had making that movie." Like, yeah, there was this whole. I might have said this before. There's this whole story. A friend of mine had worked on that movie. Is like, uh, he was like the one of the editing interns or something like that. And this, and you know, and Coppola has the. The silverfish is thing where he edits and makes food there on the set, and it's like it's it's in a what's that thing called? Um, it's it's in one of those. Oh, you mean one of those those the, big the, uh, the, honey the, wagon type things? Yeah, but it's silver. You know those? Okay, old, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I forget. Um, Lucy used yeah. to drive one. In um, so so but but you know but his whole plan was well, I'm not that old. Is is that, that he wanted to shoot um, Dracula on location in Transylvania, right? And shoot it in black and white with like hand crank crammers and shit like that. Un- 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 unfortunately. Right, right. Um, um, Hearts of Darkness came out, and everybody like, was. Like, they were like, "You're not going on vacation, boy. You must be hot. You are not we just going saw how on location. Acts. No, you don't go on location you ever ne- again. You never leave the country, country again. ever. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. You think we're crazy? We saw that shit. shit. You, you went wild. <laughs> you shot for two. You shot for two hundred seventy days. That's right. You literally had your own country going on over there. You better stop it. No, you can't go yeah. to no. But you know, it's interesting to think about. You just, you just the, I guess there's that whole debate about Netflix and what you can show. It's, it's like the thing that I think is funny is that I think people think that Netflix made Roma. Netflix didn't make Roma. No, right. they just acquired they it because it, it was already it played. Right. And people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and I'm just kind of like, everyone is not interested in that detail. Right. Well, no, no, they don't want to talk well, about it. Yeah, yeah. They, they see that red in, and, and, and they think, oh, this the other is, thing, this is what friend, they made. Uh, John Rogers posted, which I was like, these people don't understand how the game has changed. It's a lot of these people in our business who are older than me, more established, obviously, considerably more award winners, all that stuff. Their, their entire world is built on the way things used to be. But our technology has moved all that stuff forward. It isn't what Netflix does or doesn't do in terms of their releasing. My friend, uh, uh, I said, John Rogers, <coughs> he posted this, and I agree. You guys are stupid. Either Amazon or Netflix has enough money that they could literally just build a theater That's right. yeah, like in it. New York, Chicago, Houston, and LA, and Paris and London, mm-hmm. not feel the pinch. <laughs> And literally run the movies they want to run there for free Hmm. if they want to. And whatever rules you want to change about how soon or late a movie gets to be aired, Mm -hmm. go see, go to the Netflix theater. You can literally first come, first serve. You get your tickets, whatever. They could do that. If you want to play that hardball game with them, the technology allows for them to do it. They technically could. I mean, to me, I think the, the conversation isn't really about. Do you is it do you watch it at home? Is it considered for Emmys? Is it considered for Oscars? I think it's about viewing habits. 
I, I mean, there was, a, there was an interesting conversation that Spielberg and Lucas had about 10 years ago now when they said that the theatrical experience is going to go the way of the opera. Because I think that p- the public, particularly now with the, the, the this, this generation that was the Too one, much interactive that wants stuff. to, co- it's not even that. I think that they pref- that they evade group social dynamics. I think that they feel more comfortable like alone and in solitude. It's weird. I was and, talking to some ladies see, about this in terms uh, of dating. Because yeah, because yeah. mm. see that because the thing that I, let me ask you this is a question that you know. We always talk, some of you always say that you and Josh and Akilah, go, you guys get together mm-hmm. and, and we go, go to, watch horror and, movies. and you go watch a movie. But yeah. how many people binge watch a TV series with a group of people? No, hardly you don't. anybody. You have to have them over to your house to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and people well, don't you know go over to your watch. house. I watch and Lisa. Lisa, who's not here again, uh, she and her friends do this. They will choose a show, mm-hmm. right. all put it on at the same time, and then binge watch it publicly or right. watch the movie publicly and do what they do live tweeting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And it makes sense if you're like all over the world mm-hmm. and your friends are in you know, Istanbul or someplace. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing because there's something in our psyche that's happened in the younger generations where – Things that I think about when I, I was talking about dating with, with a, a group of women I happened to be around with uh, around yesterday at a meeting. And uh, I was like, you know, I haven't been dating in 20 years. I've met my wife. I've been married with her almost a quarter century now. So mm-hmm. my idea of dating is wildly out of date, <laughs> right. which is part of why I have a young friend, so I can keep an idea of what that's like for them. Mm-hmm. But there's so much with these like these apps. Tracy just got married. Was it a young swiping time? left, swiping Anyways. right, right? <laughs> that grinder and the various other with uh-huh. Tinder, I mm-hmm. guess, different yeah. things, right? And I'm like, you guys have, are commoditizing yourselves. You're making it basically like, I can understand if Grinders just for hookups, <laughs> right? Because if you're looking at body types, you're not going to spend more than five minutes with this person really, right. you know, an evening, Tinder, all of that. But if you're looking for real stuff, there's a part of going out that doesn't seem to exist anymore or it's oh, yeah. faded away, which right. I used to think of like this. I would go to a club. And I was almost always with someone already. I'm a serial monogamist. I was generally not at the club to meet a girl, mm-hmm. right? I like dancing, so I'll go to the club. Sometimes the girl I was with would be with me because she also liked to dance. Sometimes the girl I was with, whichever one, didn't like dancing, but I really did. And she mm-hmm. knew, oh, this idiot, he's just going to come home to me. Yeah, go right. dance, whatever. But all my boys are out, mm-hmm. right, with Yeah, us. but you could dance with your boys back well, I'm then. I'm saying, right. But I'm saying, they were all looking, right? right? Yeah. So I got to sort of observe the dance that I mm-hmm. wasn't really participating in. And what I noticed was... There's a small segment of people that a first jam that comes on that's good, let's say a room full of 100 people, maybe 20 of them run out on the floor and start jumping around. Oh, right. right? Definitely. Everybody else is hanging back. Yeah. Male, female, doesn't matter. Hanging back because uh-huh. I don't look stupid. <laughs> on the hunt. Right? Right, right, But right. like on the hunt in a way that's kind of like, mm. but I don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything yeah. that embarrasses the me. The club heads all these run people. to the floor. Right. Everybody else yeah. is like, rap music, let's go. Exactly. Right. <laughs> also- uh, I would dance, 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 and back then it was all gangsterish, so it was mm-hmm. like crip walking and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? So like, yeah, I'll bet you, you dance I'll bet you like Jeff a thug, to dancing like a thug with these hard ass chicks, you know, right? Hit it one time. No, nah, I'm old now. That's, those days are over. The blood walk but, foot. Um, Come on now. But uh, uh, as soon as I start talking, girls like, oh, you're not thuggy enough for me. I need to go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you're out looking for chicks, that could be embarrassing and de- defeating for me. I'm like, whatever, girl. I'm gonna be yeah. out here anyway. Play some more music, whatever. But the point is, all of these little apps and things like that, they, they, they help you avoid the potential embarrassment of failure. That's all it boils down to. And going to the movies, how many times you go to the movies, somebody's talking. 
Uh, I literally like don't make me come back. I drop the bass, you know, all that stuff. Oh shit, there's a big black guy about to come back here, you know. Unless I'm armed, I better watch out, you know, like that. Which is stupid because I'm never armed. I could get shot doing that shit now. Exactly. But you don't have that experience at home. You either talk if you like to or not, right? And if you don't, you don't. Whatever way. Mm -hmm. Now our screens at home are gigantic and cheap. Right, so it's not quite the same as a movie, but it's mm-hmm. close enough. I mean, movies cost twenty freaking well, dollars well, for well, one well, person. Well, see, this, this is the thing. To me, to me, I think that what the cinema experience, the, the theatrical experience, is is trouble because it costs so much money. And it doesn't it, need and, to. And by it, doesn't, the way. it doesn't need to because if you're worried about the theater chains making money, then the theater chains are making money off the concession stand. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's that, they're, that so, someone in that chain is being extra greedy by wanting the price. It's greed. Like that high. It's greed. It's straight but up But at the same time, you've like driven away a certain amount of people to say that I can't afford to do this. But I also think that it's, it, that it's like people don't enjoy going to the movies because it's out it's not the movies it's, 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 it's out. being out it's yeah it's being mm-hmm. out you know because yeah. because you know what i was i remember you know i used to read all these little stories where people would say oh you know i fell in love with the movies so i used to go with my grandmother during the day or something like that after school mm-hmm. and it's like if, if you go to any theater and you go to those the daytime screenings right. it's empty yeah it's empty definitely. and it's really sad because it's yeah. like you know people could be here and, and be watching stuff and they're not because they don't want to be because they, 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 they want to be gone chains, right if you owned your own like they don't really have a lot of these anymore but you had your own like it's Jeff's movie theater right mm-hmm. you could do stuff to offset that you could have all kids day right mm-hmm. where in the daytime mm-hmm. after three between three and seven you're not even showing the mainstream movie mm-hmm. you're showing you know a revival of Incredibles or something right right, right? Uh, which is stuff that used to happen, by the way. This mm-hmm. is exactly what used to happen. But mm-hmm. the increased corporatization, increased centralization, increased widgetizing of all products. Everything, every product starts to turn into just widget X, mm-hmm. right? And we've got a model, and this works or whatever. You know, they cut the they cut they cut minutes off movies not for editorial reasons, but just to get more asses in seats per day, right? And then they release on the DVD. Well, this is the director's cut, or this is the alternative cut. I'm like, no, this was the cut. And it's great, and it made the movie better. But you opted to because you want the money. You want the, well, you want the potential so mo- of mo- those mo- extra seats filled. But the problem is what you just said: they're empty. So you're not really getting that money. You're just yeah. cutting. You know? It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's because uh, I mean, I'm greedy. You're right, and I can tell you from having worked for the company that owns the very popular theaters here. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we used to work there, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> sure. Well, here's the fact. Like, <clears throat> I worked in the, well, I was in marketing, but I was very close with the purchasing okay. manager. Mm-hmm. And his biggest concern, like this kept him from sleeping at night, was the fluctuating cost of corn, pop corn in a commodity market because it was going to affect that concession Right. Mm. That's expense. what you were talking about, right, Chris? Okay? Yeah. The employees of the theater, they may get a nickel or a dime above minimum wage, so the mm-hmm. costs aren't there. Mm-hmm. And we know the licensing and the arrangements with the, the theaters, the theaters I mean, the movie or the know. studios. And But it's hard, you know, they, they can't accept that the business change, rag. This goes back probably eight, nine, ten years. But once that happened, the economics changed so drastically, and they couldn't at all account for the streaming and where we are today. Mm-hmm. 
It's like adjustments have to be made. And they're giant. These are giant. I call them dinosaurs, not to be mean, but they're literally the difference between a small mammal, mm-hmm. which is Netflix. That's right. And a dinosaur, which is set up to work in a completely different environment mm. and can't really adapt quickly enough to how things have changed. Well, yeah, because, because you know, because Frank and Leonard put something interesting on tweet yesterday. He was like, what would HBO lose if they took the final two episodes of Game of Thrones finale and put them movies. and put them and put them out as as so it was it was a two hour it was a two and a half hour experience or so and and they put it in the theater for a month before it's like like before it like it, as a, as an exclusive window before it aired on the TV nothing you know Not really they would make more money they'd make, <laughs> they'd more, make money. more money and it'd be a more interesting experience and people are going to watch it anyway so. because because right. yeah. the thing about it is is that like. I, this is the thing I always I, I always feel people like just don't get because they're so into watching things on their small screens. Is I remember when I I was with Lisa and mm-hmm. we went to I think I think you might have been there too when we went really? we went to see the uh, episode one or the the pilot episode of Westworld. Oh yeah, right at and the theater. No, we yeah well we saw it at the theater we saw it at, we saw it at CAA oh, at yeah, their theater the inside okay. at, at, at their thing <laughs> and it was such a it was such a remarkably immersive interesting experience seeing that show on the big screen and, th- and that's not a really big big screen but it's a big enough screen it's, it's bigger than your house movie screen and then I wanted to see that and then when I saw episode two at the house. And even though I have like a 50 inch TV at the house, it still felt quaint. Wasn't the yeah. same, you know. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is what people. I mean, I was, you know, I'm, I'm I was talking, I was trending emails with your girl, um, Sue. What's her name at the Getty? Sue. Sue. Um, and I was telling to her, I was like, you know, what the things that really turn me on about one of my things about art that I actually just loved is that when I was in high school, I was a big, you know, like um, fan of. Of, um, of Renaissance art, you know? And there's this guy named Albrecht Dürer who's he's a very famous German painter and I loved his work and I saw all this stuff. But I had a chance to go see these these paintings he did called The Four Apostles in Munich at the museum, right? Okay. Now, now, I've seen these paintings before in the, in the book, you know, in the art book, everything like that. And it's, um, it's impressive, everything like that. But when you go there and you see that the paintings are seven feet tall, you mm. just like Jesus fucking Christ, like this is what this man did. Uh, and just, and just it, yell that out, and, and, you know, and, and it hits you in a way like, <laughs> oh my a, god, that's a mountain. Yeah, it's just like wow. But what, doesn't it, that lend itself? A, what you're describing though is part of the why the calculation has been made to basically do tentpole movies, right? Like people watch a movie and go, "Do I need to see this at the theater?" Well, I need to see Avengers at the theater, I, no, but I don't need to see this little movie about two musicians in, you know, <laughs> you make a, you in, make in Biloxi point. in I think, 1928. No, but you can because I, th- I think, look, I remember a small movie like that is that movie, um, the the Lewin Davis film that's the oh, Inside uh, Lewin yeah, Davis. Yeah, yeah, Inside Lewin Davis. like, it's such a textured movie. But, that, but I'm saying the average person. That's right. right. They're going to be like, well, it cost me 20 bucks if I go alone cheaper, to see this cheaper. movie. Well, make it that's cheaper. Right. And that's the other thing about when if you work in a, in a theater or a theater company, because we're in the business, you know, we have some purists. Chris is a cinephile to yeah. the core, yeah. no doubt. But they're thinking May and December. Right. May and December make the year. Right. Yeah. Iron Man, whatever the temple is, mm-hmm. that covers all those other months where the seats are empty in those daytime shows right. you reference. 
That's where they and could that's take the, the reality. Risk. They could take the risk all the way up to there because they know come May, December, they're going to make the money back. Right. Is well, holiday mean? season. Right. And the summertime. start of the summertime. That's right. They're not thinking about award season, quote mm-hmm. unquote, in the same no, um, yeah. calculus. Right. Because, no. they, you know, they, they got to make can. up for those It's NBCs. old way of thinking. If you're trying, even if you're <clears> crazy <throat> greedy, if you're trying to make money in. You know, we're we're talking about anecdotal evidence. Obviously, we go to these theaters, we find them empty. But we also live in Los Angeles. I don't know what goes on in Wichita, right? But <laughs> I thought you were from Wichita. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I get that a lot. Uh, but country accent. If bro. you're running one of these companies, <clears throat> the old model is we'll just keep running them, right? If even one person shows up for the two o'clock show, right. that's two. That's that's twenty more bucks than we made with no one showing up. But some smart person is going to come in and go, well, look, what about the fact that a kid in King, uh, the, a kid, was it a kid who would be king, mm-hmm. is a family movie? Uh, it didn't do as well as it should have, but everybody I know who's going to see that movie is like, damn, this is the guys who made Attack the Block. You all need to come see this movie. Mm-hmm. But people didn't. Mm-hmm. That's both partially marketing. It's a yeah, partially yeah, marketing. Yeah, because issue. it wasn't a marketer to the guys right? who made I didn't know that block. at all. I would have went. But that's for that. grown ups. But yeah. clearly, it's a kid's movie. Right? Or family movie. When can families go see this movie? Weekends? In the afternoon, maybe? Maybe during the day, right after school, if mom and dad want to break out, although the Mm -hmm. economics don't really allow mom and dad to do that these days. But you know what I'm saying? Like, figure a way to split your ticket Mm -hmm. so that the movies that, and also charge less for that movie. So maybe the kid is a latch, what we called latchkey kids when I was a kid, mm-hmm. probably just what kid life is. Yeah, we would go by ourselves. Right? That. Mm-hmm. that kid can afford to take, you know, mom, I want to go see this movie. Right. How much is it? Eight fifty. Go. Hey, that puts your ass it's in the, the theater see, for are. at least two hours. <laughs> I will pick you up right. after the movie. Yeah. Right? But don't if, don't go in there and break anything because I'll <laughs> beat But if it's twenty dollars, if it's twenty dollars, then, then you're out. Then 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 but it is sorry. now. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, 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 that's what you're saying. Ish, I get a video game that I'm immersed in that I can play for months if mm-hmm. I suck and weeks if I'm great. It's weeks right. for the same price. And the visuals are at least competitive. Yeah. Right. So compete or die. And what they're doing instead is sort of padding, padding. It's like somebody sliding in the movies, right? They're sliding down mm-hmm. the mountain. Man. They're just doing anything yeah. to grab. They, they're going to have to die. Right. Meanwhile, the next one's like, oh, I got this little metal spike. Even if you sell off the theater, you start selling the real estate. That's still just a short term exactly. response. Yeah, because right, right. to me, I, I feel. This I feel is going to happen. I was telling some of this, this guy, we got, we, his guy named, named Zach Stentz, we got to get on the show. Um, Zach is the shit. Is that I, I, what I feel is going to happen is next time we have like a big recession, mm-hmm. like kind of we had, which is coming in the next like three to five years, whatever, I think there's only going to be theaters in the mega cities. Hmm. You're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, what I would like, and it's, it's a little bit radical, and I was surprised, I wasn't surprised John posited this, but. If I was at Netflix or Amazon with their deep ass pockets, I swear to God, just to throw the gauntlet down and shut fools up, I would build my freaking theater in New York and L.A., one each, right? They do it in China every and how many hours? It's a dollar to see Amazon movies. It's a right. dollar. That's right. We're going to show them around the clock, and it's a dollar. On top of that, I'm going to pay my guys who work here twice. Hmm. What they work at at yeah. another theater? Because well, see, because the thing about that is interesting is that is that I remember when when uh, Movie Pass came out last year, mm-hmm. 
Everyone was going to the movies a lot more. Yeah, it was cheap as hell. Suddenly it was ex- it, it was cost effective. Cost effective. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check it out. I mean, like I was. Oh, you know what? Five o'clock. I'm gonna go see a movie now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna take off early, or I'm gonna go at noon and just work later. And I, I mean, went with know, a friend of mine. He's got a pass at AMC, and he's like, I get X number of movies. If I don't use them, I feel like it's a waste of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. individually, he's spending less money. money. Yeah. So because it's so I, I, it's an interesting kind of dynamic. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, look. I mean, I mean. Yes, I've seen a lot of movies, and I'm a huge cinephile. I would say that I've seen most of my movies on video because I've seen so many older films and so many foreign right. films that never came out in the theater. And it was only it was an occasion where I would see something in a revival house, like the New or something like that. Yeah, that I, the biographs and, and yeah, DC, or, or, and I would go there. It's, it's something that I had seen before, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see in the theater. I wanted to see that experience. I, I will never forget when I saw... Um, this movie called uh, uh, His Girl Friday. <laughs> Howard Hawks' is yeah. His Girl Friday. Yeah. I saw it at the Egyptian when the Egyptian first reopened after the thing. I said, oh, I'm going to see this movie. I love this fucking movie. It's so amazing. And I remember there was shit in the movie that I had never seen, even though I'd seen the movie like three or four times on video. Because hmm. like, when the screen got... Did you lose the... No, no, no. What happens oh. when, the, when the screen got bigger... Like the images that were because when that movie was made when they didn't have TV so everything right. was like, oh it's gonna be a fifty fill screen. up that screen right. so there was stuff in the deep background oh, right. stuff going on that you or it'd be blurry that if you don't at see it on this right. right. a really really I just a real it's just, this is so lewd you would never do this in a movie today but it's so it's so hilarious there's a scene where they're in the the press room in the prison. And they're all talking and screaming about so and so's gonna die. Blah, 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 blah. Stop the stop the presses. Stop the hanging. Oh, he's escaped. Blah blah blah. And the, and and then there's a lull because the guy the the convict has escaped. And everyone's like, "What do we do now? There's no story. What do we do?" And they're just all sitting out and moping around. And these two guys just like they they walk into the deep background <laughs> to, to smoke a cigarette. Right? Mm, right. They're sitting there by the window to smoke a cigarette and just way in the background. And out the window. You see these two women walk up the stairs with skirts on, and these guys lean out. To and look that's to, not the point of the scene. To look up, the, to look up their skirts. <laughs> what? And I was like, this is in the way, way back in the movie. And I've seen this movie four or five times, but I've never seen this part because it was too small right. to see. And that was on a twenty-five inch TV, not on my little iPhone, where I, did, where I wouldn't even see those guys. Movies on her little freaking like iPad thing, mm-hmm. and it. Drives me nuts, <laughs> and I can't like harass her about it. I'm like, how can you watch anything on this thing? I mean, forget a kid doing it. Twenty somethings do this crap all the time. She's my age. Right. I'm like, how is this satisfying to you? <laughs> you know, because you guys are watching the movie differently. It's convenient. She's just watching it to to, to view watch it. it. Yeah, well, you see, guys are analyzing. It, well, right? no, but I'm, I'm at the time I was I'm watching the movie just to be watching the movie. I mean, the thing about the thing about watching stuff on like a tablet is. It's like every like every, like I'll watch TV shows on the tablet because the TV show it's just a little TV. It's just it's just a little it's TV yeah, and it's designed so. for that and 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 it's and 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 the boundaries that it, that it can push artistically are limited to to the boundaries that the showrunner like like wants to allow to right. see happen, not right. what could could actually could actually could actually could could happen. Mm-hmm. And I the, the the problem I found now more and more when I watch stuff on on a tablet is I'm only gonna watch ten minutes of it at a time. I'll like take a show that's forty minutes long, just cut it up over ten minutes because I've got no really. If it's not compelling enough for me, and that's the, the thing, it's, it's, person, people who make this shit, yeah, it's like it's, it, 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 but you, but you kind of have to divorce yourself from who is the ultimate end user of the thing you're making because if I put all my guts into something like that, and I and Chris is a cinephile, he is 
like the Captain America of going to the movies. Okay, <laughs> if he's capable of going, you know what? I'm gonna br- I'm gonna break this into. F- 10 minute bits with TV shows all the time because I feel like it's 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 designed I mean like the narrative structure is designed that way but also I'm just kind of saying to myself it's not a cap it's no captive audience I don't have to watch this I could get up and go to the room or I could go turn on a podcast or I could do whatever I want but if I go to the theater I gotta watch this It's, 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 it's rare that I'll watch something all the way through. I mean, I did the other night. I was dumb enough at like midnight to turn on the fucking Wild Bunch that was on Netflix. <laughs> wrong with you. And I was what like, the what the fuck am I doing? Why would then, you start like, the Wild Bunch? I don't bunch know. At midnight. I just wanted to see what it looked like because I'd seen it in a while. The last time I saw the last oh time I saw the God. last time I saw the Wild Bunch was before the arc light was the arc light and it was wow. just the Cinerama Jesus. Dome. And it was a th- and it was the theatrical print that had just been restored because this was a rated X movie when it originally came out. Yeah, violence, it was right? violence. It originally right. came out, and, and and they had cut it down. And I was like, I'm, I said to myself at the time, I first said, I was like, I'm never gonna watch this movie until they restore it. And it was, all, and I would see it all the time on the, at the video store. But I was like, ah, oh, it's not the restored version. I can see it because it's f- cut. This cut. <laughs> Fuck it. It's, it's wrong. It's violence. wrong. <laughs> it's <laughs> wrong. It's been censored. I could never go to a movie with this. It's guy. been censored. <laughs> the movie's been censored. <laughs> Fuck that. Watch the, whole, watch the movie as it's supposed to be. Because you know what? They shot it and put it. It out right. originally, so <laughs> so so I, that's why I started watching it again at midnight, and I was like, "This, you know, it's like three two thirty, and it's wrapping up." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" This movie came out in nineteen sixty eight, yeah. and I still and it, it's holding my attention for two and a half hours. Let me ask at you this, midnight. Though, how much of this conversation is similar or identical to the conversation that happened when TV showed up? When it really first showed up, where people could take a TV home, because there was a lot of conversation when movies came out, it's going to mm-hmm. destroy the theater. And when TV came out, oh well, nobody's going to go to the movies anymore. They're right. going to sit home and watch TV. And here we are in the future, <laughs> living in the future, where people have all that in their hand, in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, what I feel like is we're in a moment where people are, going, are still shifting in how they're going to adapt. I don't think movies are going anywhere. I don't think TV is going anywhere. But I do think that this this sort of weird, like digging your heels in to make it stay the way it always was, it's just give up. That's was, not going to happen. Yeah. What year did TV come in? Was it the early 50s? 54 is yeah. basically I was just thinking really about, Well, maybe I was wrong. I was thinking about there were some big movies that came out around it. I was thinking about like Giant and Rebel. Yeah, yeah. that's the movie industry going, oh, no, no, hold on. Y'all need right. to keep coming to the movies. Yeah. Right. Straight up. They were like, this is competition. That's why they have color movies because yeah. because because color in the movies was out since they, since the silent era. Right. But it was, it'll cost it prohibitive. Cost effective. Right. And then they were like, fuck, this TV. The Wizard of Oz changed it? Was no. It was something I mean, like no, that. No, I mean, I mean, like, well, again, our conversation about black and white, the year that Wizard of Oz came out, that was like the first movie that year, I think the year before that, we going with the wind were the first two movies that came out that were color. That everyone was like, right. "Oh my fucking god!" Like, mm-hmm. what is this shit? But the, and but, then it was a competition of what kind of color yeah, processing. Yeah, that was yeah, literally a selling point on the movie. Right. Right. Technicolor. Yeah. Right. yeah, you know, like what, what could you? I mean, <laughs> look. I mean, you're absolutely right about that conversation, and people will always kind of point to these kind of metrics, like, well, you know, like the like the movie attendance is down from 1940. Of course it is, because people are you know compared right. to like yeah. now, because people are not going to go because the, the, a huge Huge job all happened because of television, yeah. and, and, and it was the culture he, to go you know, to a movie. If you drop yes, pong on a nineteen forty audience, right? That we, I okay. guarantee you, they'd be home playing pong. You know, <laughs> right. okay. There was that, you know, and you know, I mean, like, like people when people make those metrics, it's like they don't talk about television and they don't right. talk about color television because people kind of forget, like, the draw that movies have for, for about fifteen years or so was mm-hmm. they had color and TV didn't, right. and and then when because color TV didn't really become ubiquitous. 
for everything. I mean, you see a few things in color, right. like the shows, but the news, but the news was in color a lot. Right. So, I mean, was it black and white still? Cheap. Is that uh, until the, to the mid seventies, everything was in color. You speaking, know? speaking of color, I was watching <clears throat> recently. Finally, I got a chance to watch that um, Mr. Rogers. Uh, oh yeah. So I've seen it twice. That thing's heartbreaking. It's so amazing, but it's so fascinating to me. He was on PBS making this cheap little show that was international. Yeah. And it was because he had heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't care about no bull crap. So, and those of you who've seen it, I didn't know this, but he had to go in front of the- Yes, yes. Congress. What is that? The, the com- Congress? Yeah. yeah. And pitch to them why. Right. And his Why do speech, I keep getting, Why do we need funding? Why do you keep needing to fund yeah. this? Yeah. And it's funny because they showed everybody going before him, and he was like, I don't want to hear any more of this reading crap. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. You know what I mean? Tell me, somebody be real with me, basically. Yeah. And he just got up there, he saw his notes, and he went, okay, fuck it. Yeah. And he just went in. No, Fred Rogers was a G. Don't get it <laughs> twisted. Do not Y'all get need to watch that Just because movie. he wore that cardigan doesn't <laughs> mean that was, he was in, He's he an OG, man. OG. I was balling in that movie so many times, especially when he sung with a little boy. But he, like the whole thing was, with the with uh, the with the black guy and they washed their feet uh, together. But like, this is a person who stuck he in their vision. Buck. He d- literally, he was the punkest motherfucker yeah. on PBS. He was you guys punk. don't get it. That's real punk. He's a, he's a punk from way back. Damn. Punk, pre-punk punk. <laughs> okay. you, you newbies, <laughs> so we don't forget, right. like all of the films, the titles, Chris and Jeff rattling off. If they don't sound familiar to you, Write them down. Google them. Yeah. Look them up. Become familiar. Is is useful information. You need to know. I yeah. might put if you don't know. I put up trailers. I put up yeah. trailers on my Twitter now. On just thing. random ass trailers yeah. that people I know have never seen this shit. And I'm just like, y'all need to check this one out. Right. Also, some of them what drives me nuts and I still don't know why. Can't get the Fabulous Baker Boys on oh, on man. iTunes. Really? Can't get I'll uh, tell you why. I'll tell you. It's I'll, the music. I'll t- it's it's the music, music. music. Fucking music, music. rights. Fix that. Mm. Um what else? Uh, there's they're, a movie called Rough Magic. They're not going to find Princess Caribou. It's, uh, what's the, the, Fling, the first thing I heard about Flamingo this, Kid. I was talking with, uh, right before, what's his name, died, um, Gary Marshall Gary died. Marshall, yeah. But I met him at the DGA that one time Tell where I did, was did that thing. Such a, he was He's so cool. He was like Frank Capra. People don't get it. He you was know, like Frank freaking Capra. You know, like we're sitting there getting ready to go in to do the DGA thing. I've told us right before, but we're in the little, the green room per se. And, and he's there. And he's just being a friendly, nice guy. And I'm like, fuck, it's Gary Marshall. What the fuck? I mean, you're too cool. But he, we were talking about the Flamingo Kid. That's he, why his career lasted so long. Yeah. Because he was so cool. Yeah. He was so likable. Like, damn it. Yeah. That's Ron what Howard, my problem Ryan is. Granger, all those guys, Spielberg, they no are the No wonder I can't guys. get arrested in this town. That's because I'm an asshole. You got to be smart. Gotta be smart. Uh, um, it's too late now. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I got a brand now. Yeah. <laughs> but but he but I was asking about the Flamingo Kid. I said I said like there was never like a DVD for what's the deal with that? And he was like, well, they did a deal at the time for the music that just for the that it was it was it, it was it was very onerous for them to e- to even get the VHS rights on that on music and they'd have to renegotiate the rights uh-huh. for <laughs> subsequent for subsequent masterings or subsequent formats which would be streaming and DVD and stuff right. like that and it was and in it perpetuity was, and, 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 and the music people are worse than the movie oh, people was that, was that, was that Tribe Called Quest to, lyric yeah, about, about music people? people are yeah. shady no but, joke but it's not, not just <laughs> that no 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 music was a how do you say Record it? company people 
people are shady. You better, you better take that to the bank. It's not just that. It's that the. I mean, people complain about there's no movie, there's no money in the in the movie industry anymore. There's really no money in. I mean the music industry So they're up here Just trying to like Squeeze whatever dollars They can but look at situation. the situation Okay that's why We can't do it Again with the strip, Stripping to the music industry the, Everything Ultimately starts To serve the artist And that's what the problem Was with conglomeratization Is mm-hmm. that The biggest The biggest thing That people keep Trying to gloss over uh, this, this bitching About Netflix Doing whatever Netflix is providing A venue for people Who could not make movies, could not get their movie seen, could not get any kind of distribution That's because right. Netflix does not give a fuck. They're just like, <laughs> you got a movie, we got space, go. Right. Let's, let's make a deal, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of crap Yeah, up if there. it fits in their mandate. Right, there's a lot yeah. of crap, but there's also a lot of amazing shit amazing that you never, shit. ever, ever see if amazing not for Netflix. Shit. So I can see very much a person who's like, well, I got my eight Oscars, and who's this little punk from... Uh, you know Venezuela with their right. little weird thing Shh. about the ducks and the thing and the bu- and, I, and Netflix put them up the week Probably before the Oscars. Probably the best thing since. You know what? You better you better strap on your six guns. You better but strap see, on your freaking but, but, but six see, guns. This, I think he's the best director out right now, in who, my opinion. Who's that? So what's how you say his last name? Alfonso Cuarón. I think he's Cuaron. the best director. Yeah. for me. Yeah. See, for I've me. heard things since mm. there's things in the wake of Roma that really disappoint me about, about him? him. I don't um, care. Unless he's molesting skills. people I'm or t- breaking no, the no, law, talking, I don't care. I'm talking about like apparently there's a controversy about who was the cinematographer on that movie. Uh-oh. Oh, really? I, I, there's controversy because he, he he has a camera too, right? Well, he's, he's claiming it was just claiming him. it was him when right. the, the, the that on the call sheets there was someone else who was listed as cinematographer who not, who didn't get anything. So that there's 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 complaints on that. There's a woman who sued New Line and Warner really? Brothers over Gravity because she sold the rights to Gravity in 2000 about a woman who's on a spaceship the ship gets blown up she gets mm-hmm. it's the whole thing it's basically, that, the same. basically this mm-hmm. is gravity and the and the project like when it was a book she wrote and the book was, was adapted and it went into turnaround when new when like when new line was bought by Warner Brothers and Alfonso Caron was attached to direct it beforehand yeah. and then <clears> and, <throat> and, then, and, then, and then 10 years later he said here's my oh new I came movie. up with this thing Oh, that's so, fucked up, yo. So I don't know. Alfonso, so what's wrong, know. man? So there's... Cr- okay, now we got to say... So there's questionable Movie things. company people are shady. shady. There's no yeah. reason to be like that. <laughs> there's, there's, there's... It's questionable. There's no reason it, to do that. It shit. makes directors on a whole look... Look bad. It's not good. So, so it's. I mean, it's something. It's something. I mean, it's something that didn't come up because I. You know, this whole thing about. You know, I mean, the thing about Roma is he's sitting there saying, you know, oh, this is. He kept sitting in speeches. I kept asking myself, so what would Chivo do? What would Chivo do? And I would do this, and I was kind of like. Yeah, but I mean, is that like a good statement to make? I don't even know anymore. You know, I mean, it's it's questionable. I still think that what's his name is. His, I think that Inari Two is is, oh. is 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 a little better. Okay. I kind of love. I, I I think the Revenant is mm-hmm. is one of the most awesome movies I've seen. Okay. In, the longest time. I want to see. You're probably right. You have a better eye than I. As far as we're looking, I'm just looking at I, the frames that I'm seeing. I'm just like, I haven't seen this shit. I'm I just, just want a flatter amazing. field. I just want a flatter field. And I hate to break it to everybody as much as we hate Amazon, as much as we hate some of the things that these big companies do. Mm-hmm. They flatten the field. There's a lot of voices that are getting heard now. Right. Right. Okay. On a wide global scale that would never have gotten out of their little art house world or out of their little local four walling, I'm doing it myself world, that 
these venues provide. The game is literally changing as we watch. Uh, it. Look, I get that, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, that's the one thing that I applaud. I mean, like I've seen more foreign TV, which is primarily what I watch now. I don't really watch American shit because it's too sensationalized. Everything you watch has Berlin in it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. You're basically, you're just living in Germany <laughs> yeah. right now. All those shows are the shit. But there's oh my God. shit. Black there's Earth shit. Rising. Black Earth Rising. Shit. Holy jumping shit. shit. It's awesome material. And I just said, but see, this is the one fear that I have about Netflix. And I it was and I see this because you see it in in <coughs> is that you see it with what happened with um uh with the, like with the video store, it's gone. Video store is gone, and, mm. and 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 the plethora of type of films that you could see is gone, and and it's, and it's the curation. But the fear I have with Netflix is, and and this is what will happen, is that monopoly power. Because I feel that mm. because I've heard people tell me that that even just the last eighteen months, that Netflix has slowed down acquiring sure. original content. They're making their own. They're designing their own stuff. So so that means that this diversity that we've been celebrating is going to disappear. No, it won't. And here's why. Wait, but from Netflix, because I feel that what see this is the thing that I don't like, and I don't think the current system really works either. Because we because because you know all the problems, but I don't like the fact that you have like a that the, <coughs> is the, 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 it, like is the potential for monopoly power. It, the, wait, just wait on That me. could happen. Yeah. Here's what will really happen. Because there's money involved, so you yes. know that's the situation. First of all, their and primary I, I, business and, model is, is as a clearinghouse, right? They're, everybody says, we're the Netflix of such and such. It's because Netflix just puts shit up. Right. All right. And yes, they're going to be making actually making their own product. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, okay, they become a studio in a sense. Okay, great. Shutter exists, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Marvel's putting up their platform. <clears throat> Uh, Warner's has got the DC thing. They're probably going to do some other version of that. Hulu exists. What's happening is everything serves the artist, which is never a bad thing when you're creating these sort of projects. Everything that involved commercials, nothing against the people who make commercials, nothing against the people selling their products, but they forced changes into how we tell stories that hurt the ability to tell a good story, which in theory, the good storytelling is what makes us watch your damn commercials. So... Figure a way to not break what we do so we can help you do what you do. They didn't want to do that. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cable shows up, as you saw on my mm-hmm, Twitter thing, mm-hmm. uh, and changes the game. Mm-hmm. They remove the need for commercials. commercials. So all of a sudden, I don't have to worry about commercial breaks. I can just tell a regular story. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about um, what Act you call out it. And all that I don't even have to worry. I can shoot people in the face. I can show people oh, having the, sex. The, the content can be whatever I want to do. Go I, I, yeah. Up to a point. Things are much more extreme with Amazon and, 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 and Netflix, Netflix and all that. However, it's also smaller. It's, everything's a niche now. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? So all the things that I used to think of, oh, that's geek stuff. Well, geeks are a niche. And there's, now there's sub-geeks, right? There's, right? I'm a geek for this. I only, like, I'm, I only like anime that involves tentacles that isn't pornography. <laughs> right? And there's, I've got 10 shows for you. Well, I'm saying, that, right? I do have 10 there's shows for you. So that there that, is that, that weird-ass description I just made up, there's enough people to f- start a channel for that. I get right? that. I get so that. I, but see, you're going to see, see the democratization proceed because of the commerce aspect, even if what you're worried about monopolization from Amazon and Netflix Yes, some version of that will occur, but they still have to feed that public now, right? I They're agree not going to go, well, this that. is an Amazon show. They yeah. don't care about no, that. No, they, no, they don't. But, I, but I, to a certain degree, this is what I was telling you. It's, this is where I like, like where I'll become Karl Marx and we'll jump into our, our, to, to our next discussion. We'll okay. do that. Uh, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, because yeah. I always, because I always, the thing that it goes back to my thing about the Wild Bunch. No. You fucking censoring the content. Oh my God. And fucking, he literally has a is... Captain America shield up. He's <laughs> throwing it around the room. He's on one today. Because yeah. I feel that I, I it's, it's, I mean, because I, the I Red feel, Guardian. Because I, I feel what's happened in the last ten years is there is a censoring of content per se. Because I think there's just there's less foreign cinema coming to the shores like that you that you. You know about because 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 the thing that the thing that, that Netflix does that they're great at and I love this is and the same thing with Amazon to a certain degree is that they know how to market the fuck out of shit when they want to what they what they choose to say this is what you got to watch right and people are gonna watch it like they did that with Bird Box to to no end right. you know but 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 you know I just kind of feel like you know that's where. Because I just have this whole thing where this whole thing, the middle class, everything like that, is just it's just an anomaly of post World War II, and I feel that the, the, the everything is just is 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 arcing toward monopoly and 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 oligarchy. That's just what I. That's just what I, would I say feel. Hege- hege- hegemony. Because see and I uh, see see because you know because 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 last week and all this kerfuffle. Go ahead, about, What street they live on? What they no, no, <laughs> okay. Because think about they're next to oligarchy. So yes, they are. Germany. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the cul-de-sac around the corner. Oh, right, right. But see, the, okay. So so last week when everyone was complaining about the 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 thing with with uh, with uh, Green Book winning and stuff like that, there was this thing in the press I kept reading about, and and I, I was like, and this could actually fucking happen. Hmm. Um, there's a rumor that Apple was going to buy Netflix. Really? Because they can. They're sitting sure, at fifty billion dollars. Definitely. They you sure know, can. And, I'm, and I'm just kind of like, so you know, and I, I just feel like, okay, because because we know that Disney now owns Fox, so 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 Fox's so Fox's kind of like its outlier line with Fox Searchlight is probably going to dry up mm-hmm. in terms of what, in terms of what stuff they put out because it doesn't follow the ultimate Disney brand. And I, I think, you know, I, I mean, and, and it's like, that's what buy, I see is going to happen. Well, I mean, net neutrality covers all of this. Either we keep it or we don't. If we don't, you're right. We're fucked. Yeah. If we do, then what you're just describing is still the same thing that happened with the studios. Yeah. Right? The original studio system is trying to recreate itself on a global scale. Right. And that's fine. <laughs> but what happened to the studios? Individual people, and it's easier to know, do now know, than it's been in the history of mankind, just went... Oh, I don't give a fuck about you, MGM. <laughs> I'm, I'm put, about put to go make out. this. I'm going to go my, right? I'm be a Ryan or have you and put right. it out. Yeah. Like, there's networks like Quelly TV. Uh, what what's one, that Verve is that one right, Verve is one it is a lot it's, right. it's just it's, and all it's they just need interesting is time for this monopoly over here to for these guys to blow up is like Quelly is a good example it's small. They're saying we want to be the black Netflix or whatever. I'm not always a big fan of like we want to be the gay or we want to be the, the mm-hmm. Latin or whatever. Some people are more on that. I'm a little more like everybody mm-hmm. should get to play everywhere. But while we have the system we have, it makes perfect sense for someone to be I'm the black, I'm the Latin, I'm the gay right. thing. <clears throat> Quelly's trying to set itself up that way. Now, there's not a lot of – they don't have a lot of eyes on them yet. They don't have a lot of product. I mean the product's good, but it's limited because of money basically. Right. But let's say Netflix – becomes one of these things that Apple buys Netflix and they're like, well, we only want to do Ron Howard movies. Everybody works for us makes mo- it makes a version of a Ron Howard movie, even if it's not Ron Howard. Hmm. Now, I don't like Ron. I don't dislike Ron Howard. I like Ron Howard's work. But if that's all your ass is putting out, I'm only going to be checking you when I feel like watching a Ron Howard style movie. Right. But that's a whole. So at that point, Quelly makes some calls. Maybe they need to expand a little bit. They, they join up with TV One or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they're like a super group for a minute. Hopefully it'll work, and product will be presented. 
through that venue. I agree with you, Jeff. I do. And I think my rational mind says, yes, I agree with you. But my irrational mind, like, just always, like, filters toward pessimism. And I just kind of feel <laughs> like there's just, like, there's things that, like, for instance, a, a, like, again, last week, there's all the bub about hmm. green, there's the Green Book. And I'm like, oh, but what people, but did you hear about what you, you hear when Marvel flexed this muscle on, on fucking Rotten Tomatoes? What they, oh, what about Captain Marvel? Yeah. You know what? Good. Fuck those motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm like, right. see, that's what's good. See, now right. that's interesting. Are they telling people who don't know, like my ass? All right, okay. here's what it is. So what happened? Yes. Okay. All these, okay, okay. So, let, me, let me be the Marvel guy for a minute. Uh, yeah, but okay. so, so this start, you can be the Marvel guy, but it starts with Star Wars The Last Jedi. Right. Uh, which is a Disney movie, mm-hmm. which is all, and because and Marvel is also a Disney movie. They were saying that there was so much like like online backlash about that movie from the brittle white male dickheads you we know, call them dickheads, dickheads. that's the technical <laughs> you know, term yeah um, that this was a social justice movie and all the justice warrior they movie they lost their shit and they lost their shit yeah. and, the, and, and, and they and, try to boycott and they try to boycott fail you know but, but but the thing that they that, that Disney didn't fear is did they upset the audience because that's why Solo underperformed. That isn't why Solo underperformed. Now, but but you people, I mean, it's probably not. But this, there's that conversation. Mm-hmm. So now they're having this Captain thing. Marvel. Captain Marvel is a, is approaching release next week. Mm-hmm. It's on Rotten Tomatoes. It's being burned alive. Well, wait. Let me, on now the I comments. Need to jump in. They now have check this advanced it. thing on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. which is not. Did you like the movie you already saw? Do you plan to go see this movie? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Okay. Right. These dickheads, and it's a problem in our industry because people are lazy and don't really have time, so they put a lot more importance on a vocal minority than they put on box office, which Mm -hmm. is all they should ever be looking at. They always talk about, we only care about the money. Mm -hmm. Well, then why are you listening to the dickheads? Mm -hmm. Just look at the box office, right? Mm -hmm. These guys don't want to see a movie that has anything to do with the promotion of women. Right, mm. uh, Captain Marvel. The, the version of Captain Marvel that we're getting from Marvel is a modified version of the original one from the '70s that has been largely in the hands of women for the last decade, and that's mm. why the modifications are sticking yeah. in these. And guys. it's successful right. because and it's the successful because the male version didn't last. Didn't they can't, killed that's them. That's another thing. These are, by the way. You punk ass motherfuckers! I've been reading comics <laughs> since before most of you punks were born. I was there when Captain Marvel showed up as Miss Marvel the That's first right. time yeah. around. That's right. She was a feminist from day freaking one. So kiss all my ass with that. Because Marvel died, right? So and you really yeah, want to write? And then there's Monica, and there's all this right. right? Bite me with all your little fake ass <laughs> shit, okay? But what they realized was they failed with the Star Wars boycott. So they've got their little organization together and they dived on Captain Marvel with the advance. We suck. This is going to suck. And it starts to take the score down. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other side of this issue, just look at the advanced ticket sales. It's breaking records already. Mm -hmm. Okay? You guys are going to lose this, but you you panic people in our industry because they give Twitter and they mm-hmm. give Rotten Tomatoes so Power. much importance because yeah. mm-hmm. they're sort of too mm-hmm. lazy to do their own market research or they're going to count that as market research, mm-hmm. which means these little punks can game the system, right? Mm-hmm. They can make themselves look bigger than they are until the box office happens, right? They try to do it with Wonder Woman. They, people forget. They try to do it with Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. They wanted Black Panther to fail. Really? That's a billion and nine do- billion point nine points of you failing, Right. Okay. Every one of those dollars is you failing <laughs> because you suck. Okay. Your point of view is not the point of view. I'm talking to the dickheads who are listening to this, of course. Um, 
But that's what it is. And that big kerfuffle that's been going on caused uh, Rotten Tomatoes to go, you know what? Marvel was like, can you? Probably. We don't know for sure. But we're like, hey, let's twist your arm real fast. Turn this off real quick because we don't have to let you have access to any of our shit if we don't want to. Mm -hmm. We are the biggest entertainment company in history. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let's get rid of this, Mm -hmm. says um, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. And there's a little bit of screaming about it. But you know what? Who cares what you plan to see or not see? The whole point of the site, right. right, is I went to see it. I liked it. You should go see it. I went to see it. I didn't like it. You shouldn't go see it. And ratios, right? right? Everyone's going to see this movie. Everyone's going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be great because mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Feige doesn't fuck up. <laughs> the worst Marvel right. movie is still great, right? The only thing you can compare it to is other Marvel movies. Right. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so you guys yeah. lost. Before you started, you should stop. Either don't go see the movies you don't like. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the my thing. Like. That's my thing. Don't see the movie that you don't that you don't want to see. Yeah, that's because, how you crush them. Because numbers. The thing about Captain Marvel is that movie. I remember when it's the same thing. I kind of felt when I saw the first Iron Man trailer, mm-hmm. which was if they can get this one thing right, then it can, then the whole thing can mm-hmm. like take off, you know. And I feel when I saw that, I was like, oh, they got this right. They Uh-oh. did this. Part correctly. You mean a trailer did a job that a trailer's because, supposed to do? Well, it's not necessarily that because I I feel that there's a, there's a moment of it that could have failed or not mm-hmm. or, or not not has been as strong. Right. But I think they just like got that kind of balance, and it's the thing it's the thing that that I've been asking for since the second season of Heroes. Oh dear God! Which was <laughs> I love this man. I love this man. He's on fire. I like, love like, which is I want to see some cosmic shit. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about comics that I think is the best shit about it is the cosmic shit. Mm-hmm. And the minute they they get the cosmic shit right, that's not the joke like it was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Hey, but, easy, but, but easy. They, oh terrible easy. joke shit. Avengers um, came close. Harder. But yes, but yes, it came close. It came close. But the full, but Captain Marvel is full on cosmic shit. Yeah, there's no way and around that it. That shit is dope. Yeah, mm. that shit is dope. Time travel, space travel, aliens, you know, empires, all that shit. Come yes. on, man. Marvel's in the house yes. heavy yeah. today. Somebody put up this thing on my Twitter again. Uh, I've mentioned Twitter a lot, even though I hate it. I also love it because there's lots of. You're only on it all the time, too. People think that. I'm, I'm also working all the you time. You got no job. That's no how job. good I am. Um, but I get to see a lot of different points of view, right? There's a lot of smart people in my feed. I don't know what y'all feeds are like. Mm. Um, and one of the things was they were like, what if Alien came out right now mm. in this culture? Would as it see, is. As it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same, but you never heard of it before. Would we be getting a lot of shit about the feminism of Alien? And oh, God, yeah. He's the only survivor and all this other shit. Right? The answer is yes. You assholes would be like, this is another one of those SJW, blah, blah, blah. Where are the men? How come the men all failed? Like, dude, it's alien. Character treated her a certain way. It's alien, motherfucker. What's wrong with you? I mean, mean, it's it's like, you know what I always say all the time is like, people kind of forget. Or they don't even like notice. I just reminded this yesterday because I saw something with Schwarzenegger. We had this Conan thing, and I was like, Schwarzenegger's Conan was a diverse as fuck movie. Hmm. Villain is a black guy. Right. His best friend is, is Asian, and is you know, and the woman who saves, and there's a woman who saves his life, sacrifices herself for him. Right. And the person who teaches him shit is Asian too. The name's director, you know, and the people who are fucking up. <laughs> who are they? I wonder who they might be. And what's weird is, wasn't it a? Was it Borman? No, it was, the, it was no, it was Milius, John Milius, John Milius. He himself not the nicest guy in the world, but he made that movie. He made that movie, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, interesting. They, on that note, yeah. interesting. So you know what I'm gonna call this episode? No, I don't even have a notes for it. <laughs> it's fine. We'll figure it's, it out. 
Huh? This goes off. No, it's probably going to be like... Netflix and dickheads. Avengers 5. It's going to be like Cinephile Chopper. I heard they're doing shit. The Eternals next. Yeah, with a what? gay lead. What? With a gay lead. Look, after... Um, before we go. No. Uh, when they announced they were doing Guardians of the Galaxy, old-ass comic head like me, I was like, wait, what? What the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy! <laughs> so after they made that shit work so beautifully, so sublimely... Please do the Eternals. Do anything you want. <laughs> They're almost making me want to watch a Howard the Duck movie, and I fucking hate Howard the Duck. I want to see the Squadron Supreme now if they're going to- That's Justice League. It's just a riff on the Justice League. The Justice League didn't come out. Something bad came out. Let me ask you Justice guys a quick question. Stop it. Let me Just ask you guys a quick question before we go. We're all writers in here. We're yeah. all Writers Guild writers. How do you guys feel about the writers' rooms they do for like Marvel and stuff like that? Oh, you mean for the movies? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a feature guy, mm-hmm. so that's just my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I talk a little bit about it, not with Chris, but with another one of my cinephile friends uh, on Twitter. <clears throat> um, part of the thing that has caused a couple of directors, I think, this is my opinion, I don't know, I have no mm-hmm. backstage knowledge. I'm a TV guy, for one thing, and Marvel's really secret about how they do their shit right. internally, so we don't. none of us know what the others are doing. <clears throat> but... Um, Basically, the Marvel movies work like TV shows. Okay. I mean, Completely. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they have a basic idea, apparently, of sort of a way they want to go. They'll hear a lot of pitches, right? But what's probably happening is the directors will come in and pitch notions or writers will come in and pitch notions that sort of fit accidentally with what they kind of plan to do anyway. Now, oh, you're the right one. You're synced up, and now you'll go write it beautifully. Okay. They don't tell the writer that, right? right? <clears throat> then the directors come in, and in film, the director is the king. Right, a film buy is because the director is really the guiding mentality of any movie, or at least mm-hmm. usually is. But in the Marvel movies, they have a larger issue at stake, which is brand protection um, and story integrity. Where once they realized that Iron Man was just a movie, people forget that they did not know right. all this other craziness <laughs> was going to happen. But they set it up that it could if you wanted it to. And since it's happened, now they have to sort of be coherent. You can't go too far. Like your Thor movie can't change Thor, right. but so much. Now protect the universe. Right? All, now you're protecting well, all tones. That, this, so it, as you as an individual director, Chris Derrick comes in. He's like, he's got a tone. He's got a kind of movie he likes to make. Maybe he's a perfect fit for Moon Knight. I'm just throwing that out there, right? But Moon Knight, yes, for this individual Moon Knight movie, Chris is perfect. Mm-hmm. But we but may have not plans gonna, but he's for not going to fit into the whole thing. Right. Character it, it, connectivity. It, it, right. it, it, it matters. Chris gets irritated about halfway through production. Like, well, wait a minute. This isn't what I signed up for. Right? I signed up for to make a Chris Derrick movie that involves well, Moon Knight. I got to go. It's fair. Right? Because that's not how movies usually work. Right? right? That, that's true. I mean, that to me, I, th- I, I, think, I think that even from Jump, the, 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 the Marvel people... Have not, and it's it's there's no slight on all the directors who've done their films, but they don't choose the type of guys who are kind of like these like these eight hundred pound gorilla like like filmmakers with their own idiosyncratic vision. Well, that's why I say it, Team it, Panther it, on my show. It, it is a team. It, the, well, you're a team yeah, Marvel I mean, when you I mean, join I mean, that crew. Yeah, the, the script can be the scripts can be however, but you know what? It's like you would never get a David Fincher doing a Marvel movie. No chance. You would never get a Spielberg. You would never get these guys that everyone who's like like the name directors don't get that shot. And it's not. Beca- are you are you mainly saying people who usually have Final Cut? Is that why? No, so it's not. It's not, it's not okay. a question of that. It's it's that every Marvel movie looks the same. It's like you said. It's it's, it's basically like a television show. You, it, it, but on the other it, hand, it, the Russo brothers show up, 
and but they're mainly television guys, and so they can work looks, in that structure. Yes, but they, they can, also put their stamp on Captain America in a way, right? Like that Winter Soldier movie still remains the best Marvel movie. That's true. And that's it's because true. Because it's a fucking movie. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, because those guys originally came. But I feel that, but like. I say this all the time. He's dead, so we. I just. I'm fine with it. Tony Scott is not getting a Marvel movie. Hmm. It would be amazing if but he they got wouldn't one. Ask him to. They wouldn't want him I, to. Come, n- n- right? n- n- yeah, but but I think that. But see, the, the, that's right. They wouldn't. But the thing is, is that that's why I kind of loved about the comics. Is the comics like, like someone who had Tony Scott's vision as a as 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 a, as a writer and artist could come in and say, "I want to like like a small run on Batman." But look what or something happened like with, that. But you see what happened with Warner's. They did take that approach, and look what happened. I don't think what's his name is it, that you can put him in the same breath of those of those no, other but people. They gave a guy who had a vision. Uh, well, two things. They had Nolan, perfect fit for Batman. Right, perfect, perfect fit, and perfect he, character and director fit, and, and he had a vision, and he had a vision, and it worked. Yeah, okay, up to number three because I don't know what y'all were doing with number three, but whatever. God bless you, uh, bless your hearts. But um, <laughs> but uh, Snyder. All meanness, joking aside, wrong fit for Superman. Wrong I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to disagree okay. with you. I don't, I don't think he's the right. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I liked his zombie movie, and that's it. Right. But even regardless of whatever my feelings about the rest of his work, he's the wrong guy for Superman. But that's not how Warner's works. They want their directors to have what you're describing. They want them to come in and make their movie. So within that context, everything he did is totally legit mm-hmm. because that's what they right. asked him to do. Right, do. and Put it's just it's just the wrong guy. But now no, it's, it's like I'm not saying it's a it's a bad thing that that's what Marvel does. That Marvel doesn't go and cherry pick these guys like a you know whoever it is. I mean, it's it, 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 I just kind of feel like there might be something interesting to play around with. It's it's like I kind of push that all the time when I when we talk about I, my friends and I talk about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. The coolest Harry Potter is the one done by Alfonso Cuarón. Mm-hmm. Because there's, because it doesn't look and feel like the rest of them, but because but 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 stylistically, it actually it actually embraces the themes of that movie in a way that the that other films book, that particular book that particular, particular version that right. particular yeah. So it's just I'm just I mean I'm just I, I it's just something I I kind of wrestle with as a creator. I'm just kind of like as someone who loves to see what fascinating people do is that are they going to get that shot? Because I think it would be it would be cool. I, I don't. Know if it would happen. Well, Ava DuVernay is about to do uh, uh, the New Gods. Right. Uh, Warner's we'll, still we'll, doing we'll, her thing. Yeah, we'll, she is we'll, not we'll, a we'll, cookie cutter director. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I I, I would want to see. I would want to see someone like Guillermo del Toro get involved in like a Marvel or Justice League Dark fell apart. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Here's what I think about. But that. but but I want to see. I mean, both I love the Marvel yeah. style movie. Yeah. I want to see that. Pardon me. Um, I want to see that. But I want to see people making up new shit. I want to see. I want to see the new the block, shit anyway. I want right? to see the new shit. More I want to see. Anything. I want to see a, a story about you know witches in Los Angeles fighting demons and you know Aztec demons in the sewers under L.A. I want to see that freaking movie, right? <laughs> that I never heard of and don't know who any of the actors are. And you know where did these people come from? I want somebody to start their new thing. Like remember Highlander. Right. Or when Predator came out. Well, fuck Indiana Jones. Well, Alien. Lost Ark. Yeah, who is well, this shit? I thought India pastiche. If you go watching those old serial movies, they did a lot of copycat. Uh, that's true. Okay. That's but true. Pro- Predator, Alien, Terminator, uh, 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 Attack the Block. These are movies that could be franchised out. Some have been. The mm-hmm. Matrix, right. right? Let me see more of that. 
Like Marvel's got their shit covered. I don't need everybody clamoring to try and get into their on their team. And I love their stuff. I love their right? stuff too. I don't. I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean, to, to me, it's not a question about the, the, the your question about the writers' room and everything like that. I think that works really, really well for Marvel because of what of what the game plan is. Yeah. I think that if they were were to do it where they allowed everyone to be autonomous, I don't think the projects would work as well. I I, I I think the whole thing with Marvel Comics in general is that Stan Lee was like Stan and Jack were doing all that shit together and it was like, "Hey, this is and, it's, and, it, and it all kind of integrated." So it, it's 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 part of and their internal strong, core. They had strong talented editors in chief for the beginning of their comic book run. They had Stan for a million years, they they Shooter for a million years. And Roy Thomas is in there for a minute. Each one of these people had not only the chops to do the actual job of making comics, but they had clean visions of what the company meant to do underneath them. I think the normal thing in Hollywood is more what is going to make money, right? Who's the hot ticket? Who's got the cool, sexy idea? Like that. And that's the way movies are generally made. Marvel lucked into this weird, like, feeder movie, Mm -hmm. like, People don't understand. The Avengers movies were something that had literally never been done in the history of film, right? We built up with all these other movies over almost a decade to lead to a movie that everyone's like, oh, shit, here come the event. They're going to put them all in. God damn, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew what that was going to be. I can't imagine the pressure they were all under. Mm-hmm. A single director having just their vision for that? I don't think anyone wanted that. I don't think even Whedon wanted that. I think that <laughs> needed to be a team. Right. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I know that that's something that he walked away from ultimately, but I think he handled the first one as strongly as, as possible yeah. because because everyone involved, what's her name, Alonzo and mm-hmm. all, the, all those other people who worked with Kevin Feige, they were like, you know, I think those people were all on board with it. And, and I kind of feel like there was this, I was reading this interesting book called, I can't, I forget what it's called now, it's called Culture... Something, something about like the reason why there's success in groups and stuff like that, and the reason it's, it's, the reason why there's failure and success, and part of it is the, the reason why there's failure a lot is when people get older trying to do something that's together. They worry about their status within the group, and I feel that 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 at Marvel they're like there's there's like there's those people aren't fighting for status within the group. Same with you know? the Lucasfilm, where they have their story group. People don't yeah. ever talk about the story mm-hmm. group, but the story group is I think all women right now, is it? and. I don't have any problem with their output. Like, there's a certain sort of fan that makes a lot of noise yeah. about how they're mad that so and so's, you know, Rose Tycho is in there, and oh my God, where are these Asian people come from? Or how come this black guy is getting all this stuff? And I'm like, don't go to the movie. Lucasfilm don't need you. That's right. <laughs> Not at all. And the whole rest of the world likes this, so go watch those yeah, old movies that, that don't have us in Yeah, all right. Yeah. The job, motherfuckers, you can go, go yeah, all day night. Forever. I don't know why we're talking so much. <laughs> you asked the questions. Oh, you asked, I don't know why. It's you know cool. what's going to happen. It's the cinephile chop up. It, it is chop-up. the rant room. Yeah. Exactly. Literally, it's the ranting. name of the show. <laughs> so where you at, Tracy Grant? Uh, at The Real Trey, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-T-R-A-Y. Hit me on Facebook. Um, you still teaching help them help you get like your it? life right if you're a goofy dude, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, I can help you with the ladies and all of that. Nice. <laughs> but holler at us and thanks for for checking us out. I know there's new listeners and people have been with us for a while. Mm. Aside from Hilliard, the captain of the ship, we all appreciate you checking in. Thank you. Where you at, Jeff? Uh, I'm at Winterverse on Twitter. I changed hmm. my handle. 
Uh, You're not Jeff Thorne no more? I'm Jeff Thorne, but it used to be Game of Thorns. Oh, right, right, right. That's over now. Since that's over. Winter has come. (laughs) So, Winterverse. Uh, And JeffreyThorne.com is the easiest clearinghouse. Just go there. Links to everything. Okay. Um, And, uh, oh, please go to the NAACP Image Awards site and vote for Black Panther's Quest. Yes. So that we can win that little statue because my team deserves a show. For show. Definitely. Every day. You can vote a lot. You don't have to vote once. This is one of those times (laughs) you can multiply vote. Awesome. That's what's that. Where you at, Chris? Shadowboxercinema.net uh, and at uh, Unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. That's what's up. Cool. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five star review. We need that for the metrics. Please go on our what, Chris? Our Patreon page, there will be a link in the show notes because donation is love. Yes, of course. Donation is love. <laughs> so support that. that. We appreciate it. Um, we also have a Facebook page that we uh, post every once in a while on. <laughs> and <laughs> shout out to Lisa Bolacaza, wherever you is, girl. Please come back, Lisa. Yeah. Do, do she something. said she had some issues with her car or something the other day. That's why she didn't show up on Wednesday, but today's Sunday. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I said it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, shout out to Deshani sitting here listening Dishani! with us. What's up, Deshani? Deshani, like the water. See what I'm talking about? You knew that. Yeah, I'm just shouting you out. I didn't say anything. I know, but it's Dasani. Dasani. With a J. Dasani. Dasani Drew. Like Dasani, he's been saying. I thought I said it right, and then you corrected me and said it's like the water. Then I shifted it to the D, and it's like, no, it's a J. Whatever, man. There'll be a link to his information in the show notes. Spell it out right. So don't worry about spelling his name. Just look in the show notes. You're not You're not getting a mic. Now that's for that you're not getting the mic. <laughs> so y'all know how we do it on the rant room on this show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2019. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.